Hello and welcome to the High Hops Podcast with your host Bradley Y. With me as always. Don't say it. Just don't. Shh. In my parents' house. <laughs> Beer guru, Phoebe Ward. Mm. <laughs> now after this weekend, maybe we're all beer gurus now. <laughs> How's it going, Phoebe? <laughs> you are such a loser. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's all good. We're recording this podcast about mm. four days after the four or five days after the beer festival yeah and uh, we both said oh, we're not gonna we're not gonna drink until we like you know meet up until there's like a thing like an event yeah this is the event <laughs> round two no i drank before i drank yesterday <laughs> <laughs> well i did better than you. Um, a rough day at other work oh but uh yes we are here to talk about well we're set up in in my parents house as i just said uh to do an an it emergency podcast because it's the only time we were going to be able to record this before Mr. Slossness Monster. Oh, yeah, no, that that's not going to make sense to like anybody. Well, good. We're going to see a comedian in Brighton. <sighs> the end. Spoilers. Ooh. The lights just turned on. Oh, it's Once all again, happening. Very helpful for an audio podcast. It's all there. happening in the High Hops podcast. Uh, so, Phoebe, do you want to explain? Actually, if you want a bit more of an explanation, obviously, two weeks ago we interviewed oh, it's gone again. Katie from Vessel. Yes, we is did. This, is this light's going to bother you this it much? <laughs> Calm down, right? The problem was I just looked directly into the LED lights and now oh. my eyes are like, you know, when you have the... Anyway, yeah. No, so last episode we were talking to Katie about Vessel Festival 2019. Yeah. And since then we have been to Vessel Festival <laughs> 2019. So we're going to talk about it. Yeah. It was a weird experience this year because I think as we've mentioned multiple times, last year when we went, we were... Neither of us were beer gurus. Phoebe's just pulled a DVD out of her <laughs> a ass. A Union Jack DVD from the sofa. Yeah, what is it? Oh, it, it's Little Britain. Ooh. It had a copy of Family Guy in it. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, so last year we went to we went, Vessel Festival 2018. We knew no one. We knew nothing about beer. Absolutely nothing. We I didn't know the breweries. Know, I still know nothing about beer. Yep. And Phoebe has become a guru since then. I actually uh, worked it this year. So Phoebe worked it this I year. I got paid, baby. So it was a very different experience for us all round. What was your aim? Because my aim at the end of the pod, at the end of and the end of the festival, was to try and get every single beer mm. from at least breweries not local. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, by midday of the second session, I knew that wasn't going to happen. So I ended up only doing one beer from every major brewery, and a couple from places that I was like, I want to, I want to have the second one. Our day, our like, I mean, we went to every single day, every single. Se- I went to, I went, only session. went for an hour on the second day. Okay, yeah, and I only went for a couple, and I was working immediately after, second so I session, couldn't. Sorry, I went the whole. Saturday Let's explain. Evening. So, um, it started on the Friday. There were one, but one session on the Friday and two sessions on the Saturday, there an was. afternoon and an evening session. Yeah. Um, and we went to all of them, but I worked the final session, so. Do you feel it's necessary for people to go to all three sessions? Like, if you if you want to do like yeah. the full, if you want to try run, and get all of them yeah. done, it's really the, the most sensible way. I to think try you and have to do done. at least two. I think it's possible possible to get them done in two. Yeah, but things things run out. Like, um, for instance, uh, I will talk about it more in a minute. But um, Siren had um, um, they had they had a different beer every day, um, uh. which um. Katie didn't actually mention, yeah, but I don't know if that was like a known thing. They had um, it was their Caribbean chocolate cake series, so they had an official tasting event, and mm-hmm. on that there was one that wasn't going to be on tap at all. So the people that paid to be on the session, the event, sorry, were the only people that got to try that. So I haven't tried that, uh, and I missed out on another one that was on tap. Right, I see. But we are going to get a box. 
Yeah, we are. Um, we managed to get a copy of the program early, and and a lot of people actually did this. I saw them doing this when they first got in the doors. Is mm. they were numbering their preferences so they were like i'm gonna go there first yeah blah 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 so um i did that but i didn't manage to get through all my beers simply because i was working the festival so i could i just i couldn't we went hard on the friday we did we went hard um but we also went to an event so it meant that we lost a little bit of time in a way we lost a bit of time at the uh demolin. demolin which we had three stouts yeah should we talk about that yeah let's start yeah. with that's a good start demolin was the event out of like there was three events there was mm-hmm. a caribbean chocolate cake um event where they had three of their no four of their chocolate cake ones there was a cider and cheese event and a demolin barrel age one so there were three beers there same was. beer yep. three different ba- no two different barrels and the original yes and um just because I'm interested in barrel aging, Demolin was the one I wanted to go to well, first not of just all. you wild beer were also very very interested in yeah. the Demolin it was nice aging. to see brewers brewers going to the events. The guy from Demolin didn't mind though. That was of the main he thing didn't. he said multiple times. He was just like, I, you know, I mean, obviously he was like, well, if you want to learn, learn from the best. Yeah, you learn from each other. But the fact that he was very like, you know, if you want to know anything about barrel aging, you know, just come and talk to me. He was very open about like, mm, because you that's know, Demolin's let's all thing. improve together. You know, he's like, you might find something that yeah. we don't get or that you might try it in a different way. It's never mm. going to be the same. So I like, yeah. loved that transparency. It wasn't like he was there like going, oh, they're from Wild Beer and, <laughs> you know, we're, we're not going to, well, no. they're our competition. Like that's not the vibe you get from this. That's the best thing about the community though is that, you know, I mean, we've spoken to Bulletproof and they work with, they use um, Utopians equipment mm-hmm. and they work together. Yeah. And that's great. That's what it's all about. Yeah. You shouldn't be, you know, keeping it to yourself. No. And being a dick. So, <laughs> um, so the beer, uh, what I will say is that Wild and Demolin are very different. Um, there are some, I mean, I haven't had every Demolin beer and I haven't had every wild beer, but there are some that kind of cross over slightly. I think it's the fact that they're about to brew a stout, they said, for next year. That will be interesting. So they said they were they wanted age. to go. Yeah, you mean wild, wild beer? Wild beer were about, are about to brew a barrel aged stout in yeah. preparation for next year. Yeah, because they had. So they wanted to get some pointers of what to do when they go into that process. They had Wild Wildebeest on, Wildebeest mm. on, and uh, someone got it thinking it was going to be a stout. And they were like, what is this? Because it's tart, it's sour. But anyway. Yeah, they came up and they were like, this isn't a stout. And I was like, it's yep, really funny. it's a sour. <laughs> it's it's going to be sour. But Demolin are renowned for their barrel aging. So I was interested. And especially because it was the same beer with different barrels. I really wanted mm. to have, I wanted to taste them side by side and see the difference. It was the Beyond Modus with IPA. So IPA? it was, no. Stouts. What? You know how, oh, like, I see. what? <laughs> This is why they want to come I and do a correction got, corner because you don't know. Oh my god! I thought untie. Hang on. I thought that you'd gotten modus and demolin confused because that is something you'd do. So um, yeah. So it, the beer that we also had, we've been told the bickering apparently is great for the podcast. So I'll, I'll not be editing out any bickering now. Apparently, so. it's what makes it. So because we're just friends. Whoa. <laughs> um, just throw insults. Okay, you've put this really low down. Oh, it's okay. No, no, just leave it. Just leave no, it. It's gonna, it's gonna, Are you going to keep all this in because we're? <laughs> you. Started. Did you see me like leaning down to friggin'? I'm like, yeah, I'll talk. Oh, Just stop. This is what we get for doing it in Froome. Right. Shut up. So the beer was Hell and Verdomis, Verdomis. Um, and it's uh, the original recipe is a bitter coffee. I got a lot of dark chocolatey notes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was coffee, it was bitter. 
Um, and it was, yeah, it was, it had a little bit of tartness to it. It wasn't mm. like a, it wasn't a milkshake and it wasn't creamy, mm-hmm. but it was, yeah. So the first um, barrel that we tried was a gin barrel. I'm not a huge gin fan. I really enjoyed the original recipe. Mm-hmm. And then this was the original recipe barrel aged in a gin barrel. Yeah. So um, it, it tasted nice and it smelled. I remember we were all yeah. like, oh, it I don't smelled know. like pure gin. It yeah, didn't which, smell like anything other than gin. As me and you found out after our gin making session, <sighs> not like, we're not going to do a spin-off podcast about gin anytime no, soon. No, I'm just not. I Sorry. just can't. I, even if they're different colours, like pink and glittery and sparkly, I just they all taste the same to me. Mm. Um, and I could definitely taste the gin in the beer. It wasn't as strong as like no, the, the smell taste of was, it. The taste was definitely but a I, lot better. I could still taste it though, but it still had mm. depth. It didn't take the depth away from like the coffee and the dark chocolate. Mm. And it wasn't as bitter as um, the original recipe. Yeah. And um, I remember him saying this, and I do agree, that the gin barrel brought out the vanillary notes, mm-hmm. made it a little bit sweeter. There was one thing I remember him talking about, which was the fact that typically with barrel aging, the way it works is when... So bourbon or wine or gin is barrel aged. It's barrel aged once in a new barrel and then that barrel is then scrapped because it's it wasn't you can't use it a second time. So brewers for beer have mm-hmm. decided to buy back the barrel buy these barrels after they're used mm. and use those flavours in their beers. Then typically they wouldn't get used again. However, he was talking about how now yeah. there's almost like this kind of Reverse. life cycle mm. where wineries or whoever distilleries yeah distilleries have now decided well wouldn't it be interesting if we then do our new whatever in a barrel that's been aged in beer that's got like been a, aged yeah. in whatever so i mean like oh imagine how much that could keep going like I know. how 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 many times could you do that there's going to be like a gin out there that's going to have like hints of beer yeah which it'll, be like, it'll be like anyone's... that thing we can one up it. It's like, yeah. yeah, well, our barrel's been, you know, used four times. Well, ours has been used six times. Yeah. I feel like by that point, it'd probably be But gone. you can obviously, like, there are many beers out there that are aged in multiple barrels. Mm. So you'll go from, like, a whiskey to a bourbon to a wine or whatever. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's like, it's Burpee McGee. Mm-hmm. It's nice to, yeah. And we really want to get our hands on a barrel just because we like barrels. We're um, still the one up the road. I mean, that's, up, you, that's... I don't know if you saw it. That was a light bulb. That light just came on. That was an idea. <laughs> the lighting is very odd in here. Um, you can put this in earlier, but um, the other thing that gin barrels have done, they dried it out because gin is very dry. Mm. What am I doing wrong? I'm not talking into the mic. I am. You're not. You're talking over it. You weren't talking into yours just there. <laughs> so, yeah, it, the gin barrel dried out this one a little bit mm. so it's a little bit drier than the original recipe and you want to talk about the last one the last one um was in a bowmore barrel mm-hmm. which um it added a lot of smokier flavors now um i mean i was kind of getting a bit double parked at this point so i, I still had the gin one um and i think drinking it immediately after maybe you couldn't taste the smokiness quite as much but um mm-hmm. for me anyway personally but um i did detect the smokiness from it was the definitely bowmore. my favorite of the three yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, like you could, I for me, I could taste the barrel, and I really like tasting the actual woodiness in the barrel. And I always yeah. find that with like oak or wine barrels mm. that you can taste the wood; it just adds a little bit of character. Mm-hmm. Um, it added a little bit of like nutty and charcoal elements. And uh, I thought out of the three of them, this one was the most carbonated. Yeah. I actually preferred the original recipe over the other two. I think for me, it goes the original recipe, the bow more than the gin. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so the last one we had was your favorite, and then the original. And if you judged it just on smell, I, I did like the second one. It was it was very interesting. But I wouldn't if if the three were presented, it wouldn't be my go to. No. Um, but I I would say. You know, it once again, it's an interesting thing to compare mm. the three of them. Yeah. Because it was. It was a good. It was different. a good opportunity, and I yeah. appreciate that that was put on at the festival. I mean, this was what was interesting because we. That was the first thing we did when we got. I mean, I I had one drink beforehand, but mm-hmm. I swear I put that on silent. It's not even important. It's just telling me to drink water. <laughs> that, no, that is important. <laughs> nah. Um. So, uh, yeah, we started with that thing, and they were like ten percent. And we had what? Yeah. Thirds or halves of each? Uh, well, we managed to grab one beer each before we went in. No, I did. You did. And I had a, no, I did. I had a, I had, I ran and got one before we went in. And I had a brew dog. Oh. The, yeah, I managed to go and get my number one beer that I wanted. And that was um, Sirens White Chocolate Cake. I didn't get that except from you, annoyingly. Yeah, you got to try it. Because there was obviously out, wasn't it? I got but to try it a little bit from you. I'm I'd very like... excited for when you get your pack. Oh yeah, I'd like numbered it. I knew that that's what I wanted to go for first, so I had yeah. that before the demolition, and then we were we were we were tipsy already at this point. Yeah, I wanted to try the sours, and there were quite a few sours, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't want to go too hoppy this year. Um, and like I say, we know a lot of. I'd had quite a few that were on tap, mm. so I was like, I'll try the things I haven't had before. And one that I because I forgot my program, but I knew there was one on Arbor that I really wanted, and I got flaked Alaska. Mm-hmm. and there were two obviously they all had two and i thought that was the one i wanted and when i had it i was like oh my god this is so good it's like it's creamy it's coconutty it was amazing mm. and that wasn't even the one i was going to go for mm-hmm. so i'm quite happy that i uh kind of accidentally had that one. Oh, you know what the other one was that we had like straight away what's that dancing in the moob light yes so that was the other one i was going to say is like one of, was one of my favorites like i was yeah. looking forward to having that after i saw it online so I'm standing, sitting in a weird position, so it's like digging into my back. Um, Are you also sitting on a DVD case? <laughs> maybe. Um, but yeah, we went over and spoke to Northern Monk. Matt from Northern Monk. Matt from Northern Monk. Yo. And, um, you know, he, he, he basically said to us he was the guy in the photo. He reenacted it. He's not the actual guy on the picture. Yeah, but he's on the photo they released online. Yeah. There's like a photo of them reenacting the can and he said he was the yeah. guy on the top and if they you had a balance between yeah. two palettes. If so. you haven't seen it, it's uh, it's called Dancing in the Moob Light. Yeah. So it's it's hilarious. It's two blokes doing basically the dirty dancing pose when they're in the water. And the beer was really good. It was dank. It yeah. was, oh, it was good. You and that word. I can't remember what the other one was though. It's literally Probably in says here. in the book. Um, but I remember definitely preferring, preferring Dancing in the Moonlight to moon not moon king which i read as like a different one mm. on untapped yeah um but because it was a grapefruit soda and i'm not a huge you fan of grapefruit, grapefruit. Yeah, I um i definitely prefer dancing in the moonlight i i would say one of my they're not even like a standout in terms of they had anything massively interesting on but just in terms of like a brewery that i think do solid beer at the moment and like i don't mm. think enough people are like talking about them is arbor yeah, no, they're not. Like, right. I just, I mean, literally, what was it? Like, a month or so ago, I bought a can from, from Vessel, and you were like, oh, I don't really think I've heard of them. So, I don't think you were expecting anything. Mm-mm. I didn't know what to expect. And, like, 
it was just it was just two really good solid IPAs. Was it an IPA and a DIPA or yeah, just two IPAs? Yeah, Flaked Alaska and uh, Cairo Hazard, which yeah. was a eight point five dipper. And like, I just think that, I mean they're clearly like a they're they're a big you know I think everyone always thinks Bristol mm. they think of. Um, Lost and Grounded and yeah. Left Hand Giant and I just think Arbor are really good. Yeah. Like, I just don't hear anyone talking about them. They might, you know, it's not that they're small. I just... No, yeah. in fact, they make, they do the really, like, big cans. I can't remember the measurements. Very long cans. They do long cans. They do Shaun of the Red. Mm-hmm. They do Shangri-La. Shangri-La, that was the first one we had and that was a really nice, that was that Is was it? the one that kind of, yeah, that was the one I bought because I just thought the name Shangri-La sounded cool. They've got a green cool. one, what's it called? Something like Big Daddy or something. But once again, they do cans that aren't flashy, they just have their name on it and it's like, here we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, I can respect that. I can respect a, a yeah. brewery doing that kind of thing. Um, but the other brewery from the one I was gonna mention earlier with the one from the Netherlands, which one was that? Frontal. 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 They were really good. The guy there um, who distrib- uh, distributes them in the UK was really nice. Can't remember his name. But I can't remember. Good, good, uh, good chap. Um, but yeah, he he basically runs like a factory and he distributes a lot of um, mm. foreign beers into the UK. So yeah, uh, it was interesting to chat with him briefly. Their dip. <laughs> oh, I remember they like. Well, like, you can't have the beer unless you can pronounce it right. And I was like, oh, you haven't listened to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our life. Yes. Um, it was Dipterix. Dipterix. That was what I was trying to say earlier. Like yeah. It, um, it. it was an Imperial Stout. It's actually... Num- that apparent- wasn't what they had this on. This is my program that I've put well, my numbers in. Yeah, that wasn't what they had on, though. That was no. what I was saying. No, it like. was because I had to say it. I remember them making me say it. And you had that? Yes. Okay. It, but this was on... This one's Saturday. Maybe I was thinking of another one. Okay. And, yeah, Tonka Bean and everything. Um... 8.5% I was like I'm going to have a strong one and then not so strong ones on Saturday and I remember having it and being like oh my god like I, I don't know why I was you wasn't... adamant was it handwritten yeah because I had ones, to say the it one that said it'll be on my own tap and I remember like looking at it it's got tonka bean in it and I was like how is a tonka bean yeah and then I googled it so <laughs> google yay um no 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 it's um no I really enjoyed that one so the other event we went to was um, Find and Foster. Well, that I paid to go to and you crashed. I was working. Crashed. Working. Oh, well, you weren't working when I saw you drinking those beer ciders. No, but like there has to be someone in there like stood there. There was the other chap. Pouring. That drinks. other guy. I was there at first on my own. So Okay. So anyway, um, it was actually, it was a cider event. Yeah. So um, we were kind of, you know, we were going to kind of skip the ciders because. We oh, were... actually, before we get to this, there's one thing I wanted to talk about. There's actually one brewery. Woodman's, because he did an amazing beer that literally tasted... Wassail? Oh, yeah, Wassail, I think it was called. I don't know what the other one was. And um, literally tasted like a cider. It was, yeah, it was really was yummy. Was this, this close? And by this close, I mean like a pea-sized closeness to getting Nick to hopefully liking that one. Oh, no. But he said there was still like... It just wasn't a cider, according to him. It Pardon. wasn't a cider, to be fair, but um, it, it did cider. taste cidery. But once again, a very nice, nice chap. Yeah, and a thing that's to tie into the event is that both of these breweries, he didn't say the word forage in Fine and Foster, but they get, you know. They forage. But they but don't. Anyway, back to The Fine best and thing about Fine and Foster is that they, um, they not replenish, but they go out to abandoned orchards mm-hmm. and get their apples. And that in turn helps like the farmers because uh the amount of apples that fall from trees when they rot is not good for their cattle and stuff no, they're using apples that like a lot of cider places don't use is yeah. kind of what he was saying was yeah. that like you know a lot of it, it there's one type of apple and that's all the major cider companies will use mm. and they're about using like you said everything yeah that's and it means left. that it means that like 
there aren't orchards going to waste. Um, they also do yeah. cider in a wine fashion. So they learned how to produce <gasps> wine. So their ciders are more like wine yeah. champagnes. Well, so the first one we had was a champagne style. It had champagne champagne yeast in it. Mm. And it was, yeah, made kind of, and it, it very much was a fizzy. I really love champagne yeast in beer and cider and sours. And we had this with the goat's cheddar, as we I did. remember. Oh, and the cheese it was, was my dope. second favourite cheese of the two cheeses. But that doesn't mean it was a bad thing. I, I loved both. The second one was was. A I'm not cheese. a huge thing. Of, like, I don't really like goats and it sheep's a, it cheese. It was a better. It was a better. Goat, the best goat's cheese I've ever yeah. had. Yeah, it really was. Hands down, was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember where it was? What they, the cheese company was called? It's no. local to them. No, I don't. Uh, just at the end of a C. I can't remember. Look up. Look up. Find them faster. I'm sure you'll see yeah. it near them. Um. But no, it was a really, really uh, nice. I preferred. I think I preferred both the second cider and the second cheese. If I'm honest, I didn't get to drink like a lot of my second cider. Right. Okay. But I remember liking it. Yeah. It's just it's it's a nice break actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we took that into consideration that there were two cider companies there, mm. which would they're actually quite a good break from beers. Yeah. And um, also something yeah. to be able to get your cider mates into. Yeah. As I tried you to. brought <laughs> some people, and that was great. Yeah. And it was just actually, I'm really glad that I ended up going because it was a, they had a really interesting story. Yeah. And I'll probably... There was a nice couple yeah. that run it. It's him and his uh, his wife. And they do it just between the two of them. Um, and they seem like a really good unit. You mm. know, the, the, he, it's interesting because he really knows his stuff. But like, I, I always love brewers doing talks when that's not their forte. Like You, you can have, always tell if it's a Matt brewer. Or a marketing guy. Or like, yeah, like a sales you've got rep. Matt, you've got Matt from... Um, some brewers. From North, Northern Monk. Yeah. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, it was a really interesting chat with talking to him because he was talking all about how, like, if you let brewers have their way, all that Northern Monk <laughs> would make were, is lagers, which I found really interesting because yeah. Paddy a few weeks ago uh, was talking about, or last week was talking all about how, you know, lagers are kind of coming in more and more, but it's interesting it's to hear that... It's one of the hardest ones. Brewers do want to make lagers. Mm. It's the it's the more marketing guys and the and the upper management going like, no, we need the, we need the IPAs because that's well, what's no, sell. And lager is one of the hardest ones to make because it's mm. like clear mm. and it's hard to get that kind yeah. of... Yeah. But it was um, an interesting chat. But not yeah. not to say anything about Matt. Matt seemed like a really I was nice guy. Say, like he yeah. was he was a very different sales guy to yeah. people kind of people we've met before in the in sales for, for beer. He, yeah, um, he seems passionate he's passionate about the company. He seemed very appro- he's very passionate about the company, yeah. very passionate about the beer that they're making. He knew a lot about it. Um but then once again knew that he doesn't know everything and knows when to step away. But at the same time, he seemed to have a very good and this wasn't just Matt, this was all the breweries there, seemed to have a very good rapport with one another. Mm. Like it felt like a family so When I was speaking up. with Verdant, it was just like, we've got a specific guy for this kind of stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> but it was, it, they were still like, you know, I mean, you've met, you've well, we've met James from Wild Beer. You met James from Wild Beer? Like, well, I mean, we've met James and then we met Wild Beer, as I like to, <laughs> as I like to, <laughs> so James drinking by the pint. James is hilarious and I cannot wait for him to come on the podcast. Apparently we're supposed to be getting them on at some point. Yes. Um, and it will be a full corrections room not just a yeah, corner they said, apparently well, you said, you've got that you've got that section the, what is it that you make corrections i was like oh corrections corner and he's like yeah can you make that whole episode oh yeah watch this space <laughs> so maybe someone someone in the next few months will be chatting with them uh but no good 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 laugh so uh no but yeah, yeah it was nice to see them um so all round it was very successful i think everyone was very happy mm. um everyone gave sam yeah. a lovely cheer at the end oh it was so nice but was, also oh, loved it thank you very much as well katie yeah, that, that wouldn't happen without 
Well, I mean, you know, the cheer, cheers happen when Sam went up. But it Katie, literally wouldn't have happened without Katie. Exactly. So <laughs> thank you very much for both Katie and Sam for putting on the festival. Mm. It was a fantastic time. Despite yeah. the fact people, some people were moaning that it wasn't half pints this year, but... They, people, yeah, no, they didn't quite I don't understand. think I would have gotten through quite as much beer if it had been exactly. half pints again. So And the glasses are adorable. And I also them. have three glasses now. Three? So. We've got like five. <laughs> well, we, because we went to every session, that's why. Yeah, we oh, did. Yeah, because you got two, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, we met loads of lovely people, customers, mm. brewers, volunteers, everybody. It was you, lovely. Oh, I saw online someone from France had come over to Plymouth to go to the festival. That's and they said they had a very lovely time. They very highly recommended yeah. it. And I would also say, if you weren't able to go to this year's event and you are still thinking of going, mm-hmm. not over yet. Mm. There's still 2020 Beer Festival. I did speak to someone who really wants Sam to do two a year oh my gosh but I feel like that, that might would kill him kill him like I, I just don't think he could he could do it him and Katie would literally explode um, but you know I've also read reviews of people if, saying it's one of the best beer festivals in the country it's just a great yeah I think I think saying it's the best beer festival in the southwest would be an un- it's it the be only under- beer festival no it's not no, but, but what it's I mean the best is one. that would un- I feel like that undersells like when yeah. you say in the southwest it kind of undersells well they're um, all up north we haven't been I mean bear in mind we have not been to very many beer festivals no, in general however I just feel like the vibe and the atmosphere and mm-hmm. and what is brought to the hall from all those people being there yeah. and, the, and the good and the sort of range as well it's a good range it's good quality and good range so and we're not just saying this because no. CB, Phoebe works with Vessel we went once like we said yeah. we went last year and that's and basically is, what started all of it exactly so if you want to understand more of the world and the world the world more of the <laughs> if world if you want to understand the world go to Vessel Beer Festival yeah. but um, if you want to have a good time we highly recommend going next year we'll once again be covering it probably if we're not dead by then from what liver (laughs) liver disease Um, we hopefully will have gone to a few more beer festivals in the next year so we can actually probably compare it to some other ones Mm -hmm. maybe not Indie Man but you know we might do Indie Man although it's sold out I think already I don't know what it might have yeah Indie Man's like you need to get the tickets immediately no one told me this anyway well friends and family still up thank you very much for listening thank you to everyone who came to the festival we spoke to anyone who came and said hi if you have any recommendations, please email us at hellohighhops at gmail.com. Mm. Send us a message on Instagram if not. Yep. Or just come and bother Phoebe on a Sunday at Vessel. Oh, As wow. always, thank you very much to Vessel, our official beer shop of the podcast. <laughs> we're now going to go to another one. We're now going to go to a different beer shop in Froome. Drags me to Froome. Goodbye. Goodbye.